Welcome everybody to this week's Dev Central Connects. My name is Boo, one of your community evangelists on the F5 Dev Central team. Uh, we are here in support of community.f5.com, the technical user community of F5. So you can head over to uh, that website, register and check out all of the content that we have on there, our articles, Q&A forums. We have a special forum for Dev Central Connects viewers as well. If you head over there, you can see all the show notes that we have for guests and all the articles and, and news that we talk about uh, as well. Um, just before we bring on our guest today, who is going to be Jackie Grinerod. She's Senior Developer Advocate over at AWS. And you may recognize her from all of the content that she does. She's on video and she's writing articles and, and she's publishing code as well. Um, so we'll go over a couple of things that she's been up to. Uh, be before we head over into that, just a couple of things that I wanted to share with you all. Uh, first of all, this week is Mobile World Congress, and that's happening in Barcelona, Spain. Huge conference. I believe there's like 100,000 attendees uh, at this conference. So it's a really big deal for people that operate in the service provider carrier space. Uh, F5 has a big presence out there. If you follow the F5 handles, uh, whether it's at F5 or at F5 underscore EMEA, which is EMEA for our European audience, uh, you'll see some content uh, coming out on there. So if you're not necessarily attending Mobile World Congress, then you can check out the content that they'll have on there because we have some uh, folks on site there uh, creating that content. Uh, but if you are on site, if you are at Mobile World Congress, please visit the booth because you can visit with some of our very special folks that are very involved in that community. There's James Feger, uh, our CTO, Geng Lin, uh, appears to be there as well. So some really uh, high quality folks to have conversations with about the 5G and, and the mobile space. A couple other things that I will mention as well. We're coming up on March tomorrow, and it is Microservices March with our NGINX group. And if you recall from last year, if you're following along from last year, uh, what they do is they have labs that are published every week. They're free for everybody uh, to check out. So you can go and it's run on the Instruct platform. So it's really interactive, actually. You get a shell and you get all the instructions for how to do these labs. And you get to learn about technologies that even though NGINX hosts it, it's not necessarily all about Nginx. It's about all of the things in, inside of the environment uh, that you might have to consider as well. So I don't have um, the whole list of all the things that they're going through this week, but who will have the list is Jason Rahm. And he's going to be continuing on with all his all of his live coding stuff and actually doing the labs live with everybody on Thursdays, actually. So you want to make sure that you're subscribed to all our channels and you'll see Jason run through the labs. And then you might want to run through the labs uh, afterwards as well. Or you might want a buddy to do the labs with. And Jason is your buddy. And, and as you go through the labs... Uh, together, perhaps you can actually interact with him uh, while he's doing them. So be sure to check that out. And also this March on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, we have the Public Sector Symposium. This is a North America event, and this is happening in McLean, Virginia at the Ritz-Carlton Tyson's Corner. Uh, so that is a hybrid event. So there's live stuff that's happening with that, and there's a virtual aspect of that as well. If you head over to community.f5.com, there is an events tab on there and you can see a calendar of all these events that are happening in the world of F5. It is marked whether it's a global thing, it's a North America thing, if it's live in person or if it's hybrid or totally virtual. 
you can see all the details on there. So if you want to check out some of the, these events, there's a lot of learning involved. I know for the public sector symposium, if you're a CISSP or something that's an ISC squared uh, certification and you're looking for your CPEs for the year, you can actually get some of your uh, CPEs fulfilled if you attend the uh, public sector symposium as well. So that's a nice perk for folks that need to uh, keep up to date uh, on all that stuff. So uh, that all being said, we do uh, have our lovely guest uh, this morning. So I will bring her on uh, in just a second here. Hello, Jackie. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. Good morning. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it is uh, now you're you're normally living here in Vancouver in the same city as I am, and you're missing out on the snow today. Oh, it's I don't know if you saw that. I it's the weather's been really interesting because it was raining for a while, and then just before I left, it snowed, and then it was really sunny, and then I came here, and it was also raining here, and I was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> winter, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may have but, missed uh, our, our good buddy Peter over in Palmdale uh, showed us some of the snow that he was having um, in his area, actually. So you, I guess you just missed out on that. Yeah. It was still a really nice one right before I left. I had a nice like walk and everything was just like lightly covered in snow. Like, you know, when it's not too cold, it's just kind of like light and fluffy and powdery. It was like one of those ones. And that was like really nice yeah. to have at least. <laughs> is it like heavier now or is it still like just a little bit? There's a, there's a few centimeters worth in, um, I guess in freedom units, that's like two inches uh, <laughs> worth, which is apparently a lot for February 28th. So in the, according to the almanac. Yeah. I heard that even when it snowed before that it was like, oh, it's pretty late right now for this of the year. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, for folks who are uh, not here in North America, it is a, it is a interesting season for us as far as weather goes. So that has become a bit of a topic these days. Um, but first of all, Jackie, uh, I think a lot of the folks that are watching and listening right now probably know who you are, but maybe I'll give you a second here to introduce yourself and all the things that you have been up to at AWS and your background. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, well, my name is Jackie Grendrod and I'm a senior developer advocate here at AWS. Um, I like to kind of talk a little bit about what I do that's not work too. So I'm a pretty avid like fantasy and sci-fi fan. I read tons of books, plays lots of video games, um, and I have like quite a lot of plants going on. So those are all like fun side topics. <laughs> and I guess in more of my day-to-day -day job, I host, well, I co-host a live stream at twitch.tv slash AWS called Build on AWS, where for an hour we just we learn about a new topic and build it live together. And we take like a lot of the audience feedback and engagement directly as we're going. And I also write blog posts um, and just kind of generally other things like you write code and you talk about it and try to teach people new things. As far as my background, uh, previously I was like the hotly debated title of DevOps engineer. And I mostly worked in healthcare startups. Mm. So lots of like pipelines, orchestration, multi-cloud, stuff like that, containerization, yeah. Very cool. You know, I, I tuned into the live stream once, your your Twitch live stream, and I thought it was super meta because you guys are from AWS and you're on Twitch. And then you had a uh, a guest on who is actually the person who works on Twitch. Oh, and yeah. And you were coding your own <laughs> live streaming platform. So I was like, there's like so many levels of inception here where you're making Twitch on Twitch and you work for Twitch or somebody there works for Twitch, which is owned by AWS. And so there's like four layers there that we're trying to un uncover. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Um, that was Todd Sharp, and he actually also hosts a show, and it's called Streaming on Streaming, because that is, in fact, what he does, is he builds streaming platforms while streaming <laughs> using um, Amazon IBS. So that was a fun one. I liked that one a lot. 
No, that's not. So yeah. that's the actual code that's run for Twitch then? Um, for that one, that's a good question. I don't believe so, but wait, no, I'm wrong. Yeah, it is. Okay. I was like, yeah, that's do awesome. I have to Google this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is what Twitch runs under the hood. I had to think about that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, so based on your background, though, it was pretty fitting that I guess you wrote this article pretty recently for the folks who are watching us on the live stream right now. I'm bringing this up on the screen, but for folks who are listening right now, we'll have this link in the show notes. Um, and this is DevOps Essentials. You just wrote this a couple weeks ago, an essential guide for learning about DevOps and its core concepts. And this was pretty cool, actually. It's like a really nice summary um, with all these points here. You went through, I'll read off the points here really quickly for the folks who are listening right now. But point one, what is DevOps? Getting started, infrastructure implementation patterns, infrastructure as code, configuration management, containers, container orchestration, CICD, logging, monitoring, observability. That's an interesting one because he split it up into the three, actually. We can dig into that even. Um, where should I start? Conclusion and additional learning resources, which you have a whole bunch of those as well, which is uh, super helpful. Um, so I thought this was such a, a cool summary in, in how you packaged it together. Maybe you can take us through what your, uh, what your mindset here was when you were building this or writing this. Yeah. Um, so I got to start with, I got asked, like, can you write a guide about DevOps for people that either maybe want to learn or want to refresh? And coming into this, what I really wanted to make sure I did was that I made it as approachable as possible. Because a lot of the times, I think when you're Googling, like, what is DevOps or like reading these posts, they're still pretty steeped in like subject matter kind of specific language that isn't the most approachable or friendly to somebody who's just trying to learn. Like if you come in and like you have to Google every like fourth word, right? It's really hard. Um, so the goal with this one was to be like, if you're somebody that's working in an environment that says that it's got DevOps practices or it's DevOps team or, you know, hot, whole hot top topic debate aside. But if you wanted to implement that, what are things that you might expect to encounter in your day to day? And what are some of the examples of those things in like the most approachable language I can manage? So um, I'm, I'm actually still working on the counterpart, which is like team topologies and anti-patterns, anti the, the history of DevOps and the context of it. That's almost done. That'll be out soon. But they're kind of meant to go side by side because they were originally in one article and that was incredibly long. So I'm sure you can imagine like basically a book at that point. Yeah, this is cool. There's been a number of books that have been written about DevOps, I guess, but this is a really nice breakdown of it. Um, from, from maybe even if we're starting kind of from the back here, where should I start? Um, if we uh, if we scroll down to this, you had a couple ideas on on that, like looking for looking for the bottleneck or the pain point for the teams that they're struggling with. So kind of attacking something kind of head on, like that's your first first um, potential goal there. Yeah, I would say find some like find something that hurts, but not necessarily something that's going to go straight into production. Um, and the reason I say this is because when I was first learning how to do some of these things. Like it was easy to kind of like read online and see like all of these very opinionated approaches for what you should do. But sometimes they didn't actually like help anyone. Like, you know, I'd set some things up, but it didn't really change anyone's day to day. So it didn't have a lot of impact, but then just usually talking to the other teams and being like, Hey, like, you know, I'm looking at doing some pipelines. Maybe like, is there some process right now that hurts or it takes a lot of time or it's really frustrating. It has a lot of friction you know, maybe there's a lot of manual steps or it's very error prone. And that's just kind of a good place to start. Cause a lot of the times when you're in this role, 
part of your job is also some level of internal advocacy and like trying to convince people that they do need systems or that they do need containers or that, you know, you can improve the state of things. You're kind of going a little bit against that. Like if it ain't fixed, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So yeah, Yeah, fair enough. It's better to find those places where there's like immediate kind of impacts and you can help them and just like build those relations up and build those either processes or patterns up as well. You think this is a seed for like uh, if an if a organization doesn't necessarily have a DevOps team, and this is like the, the kind of like the little seed that actually grows into a DevOps team. I'm not really sure on that one. It I think it depends on the size of the organization as well as kind of like what you have. Like it, the team that I worked on, it would have it, like today it would have been called a platform engineering team. To be honest, hmm. it's just that that team was that term wasn't really around yet. But um, it probably would have been called a platform engineering team. And the thing was that we had seven different product teams with development, like seven different dev teams that all had like, like, you know, you had some kind of colo on-prem infrastructure, you had some in the cloud and you had some that was somewhere in between, like some of it would be in one or the other. And then uh, we still had like a ton of like shared services though. Like maybe they had to have logging stacks or vulnerability scanning or any other number of like, maybe we had to have like a shared database service or just things like that, that like not shared between the application, but shared between the infrastructure, like more like it's going to have the same patterns with how you spin it up. So for us, it was kind of natural that that came up and we did like a kind of team slash um, like kind of rotation where we were embedded on the team so we could work directly with developer teams and get time out of their sprint to work on this with them. Um, But I think it like, it could turn into the seed for it. Like if you were building these things and you found that it's getting more complex or like you need more time, I could definitely see that turning into like a spinoff for that. One of the, uh, one of the folks that we had on recently was Tim Davis. Oh yeah. Um, and he, he actually spoke about, uh, yeah, VTMD on, uh, on Twitter. If folks aren't familiar with Tim, um, he just went over to conductor, um, as a developer advocate and he had an article that we went through for infrastructure as code and i think this will be interesting if we dig into this a little bit too is that tim came from an infrastructure background and learned devops and built out devops as far as infrastructure as code and then you have experience coming from the other direction you were a developer who came into devops and now you're also building infrastructure as code Maybe you can highlight some of your perspectives on that. Like, did you learn anything? How how did the um, interaction go with like traditional infrastructure people coming in as a developer and, and trying to mix and gel with them? Yeah, so I was a developer in university. Um, I studied computer science and then I started out doing a little bit of dev work early in my career, but I actually kind of switched into infrastructure pretty, pretty early in. Um, and the reason for that for me was that I liked these problems more. Like it felt a lot kind of more like a giant puzzle piece that you were solving and you got to, you kind of got to learn like everything. Like you got to do a little bit of dev, a little bit of like, I could talk to the data team and security team. I just had all this space to like learn these different um, disciplines. But as far as coming into it from that angle, originally I just, oh geez, like the very first role I was doing, we were taking like backup tapes and like bringing them to the bank and coming back. And like, there's a lot of like physical on-prem servers. And that was like a lot to learn originally. Cause when you're jumping from just like working on your computer to like working on just a vast amount of servers that are in different locations, it's very interesting to kind of make that hardware switch. Um, as far as the approach, like 
geez, I don't, I'm trying to think like, it was a lot of just like trial and error and figuring out like what we needed and then trying to make sure I didn't like break things at the very beginnings. Most, almost all of my jobs as the only ops person. So, you know, you're kind of learning a lot on your own. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like, is there something better for that answer? It was a lot. <laughs> I started with configuration management actually and moved out of there into um, more infrastructure as code and other things. Yeah, that's awesome. It's um, yeah, that's a great background too for people who have not experienced tape backups before uh, and the joy of managing all of those. And if you get a if you get a call for uh, restoring a backup uh, from tape, those are always uh, interesting times because you're crossing your fingers that the backup worked. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that was a long process too. Like that was like, you're running those backups for possibly hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And if one failed overnight, um, that's interesting that you actually brought your physically brought yours to the bank. Like we had a pickup service where, uh, the person would come around and they've got like the secured box and stuff and take the box away and we'd never see it again. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the bank wasn't too far. It was a smaller company, but yeah, we had like the the locked suitcase and could only leave the office at like certain times when it wasn't as busy and had to have an escort. Like, well, not, you know, somebody else from the company work, go with me and then go to the bank, go into the vault, change it over. It was wow. interesting. I haven't really had any other experiences like that since yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. I suppose that might be a thing of the past um, it, with all the other solutions that we have going on. <laughs> Um, so a couple other things here, maybe we can uh, touch on for a second. We got logging, monitoring, tracing, and observability all kind of broken out into different pieces here. Um, uh, I see a lot of people just kind of lumping it all together. So I thought it was great that you actually kind of broke that out and thank you and explained each one by one. Yeah, the um, the goal was just to make it like as approachable as possible. So I felt like tackling observability and explaining all three of these things in one go was going to be a lot. Like just a lot for somebody new to like kind of process. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually almost didn't put observability into this blog post because I was worried that it was going to be too much for somebody new coming in. I originally had logging and monitoring um, and Mm -hmm. talked a bit about like metrics. And then what was the other one? Also service mesh didn't quite make it into this blog post for the same reason. Cause I was like, yeah, it could fit under here, but so could a lot of things. Like I could fit like object oriented program if I really tried to. Right. Um, so, but this one, this one ended up making it just cause it's, I think it's such a big yeah. topic right now. And it's actually some of the first feedback I got was, Hey, where's observability and where's observability. I was like, okay, we'll add it in. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit of a teaser for folks, but we'll actually have on Ryan McLean from Datadog, oh, yay. uh, over in a couple weeks here. Yeah. Ryan, another Vancouver fellow as well. So, uh, that'll be really cool to have him on. Yeah, that should be awesome. I would say out of this, uh, we'll drop, actually, the uh, research team in the back has dropped the link for this here. Uh, So if you're watching right now in the live stream, um, you should be watching from YouTube because you can actually subscribe to us on YouTube and you can click on the link here uh, to find the article. Um, Otherwise, we can um, just kind of go over, like, where can people find out uh, or connect with you, Jackie, and find out more about what you're up to? Yeah, um, the main ones would be Twitter is my most caught, like the fa- I'm going to reply the fastest on Twitter and it's DevOps Jackie there. Um, if you're looking for me on LinkedIn, it's Jacqueline Grindrod is in the URL or you can search Jackie Grindrod. It's the one that has a little sparkle in the name. 
And probably the easiest one would be twitch.tv slash AWS. Every single Thursday at 9 a.m., I co-host stream with um, my coworker, Darko. And like I said, we just build something live every single week. So it's really fun. It's high engagement. Like we're constantly talking with chat. Those would be the best place to find me. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what, are, what are some of the recent things you guys have built on there? Um, well, last week we did like a kind of like a Linux commands cheat sheet. So instead of building something that week, we just went through and like explained what every command does and like showed how to like break things. Um, you know, when somebody asks you what you've been doing lately and your brain just goes, yeah, <laughs> great question. Uh, recently I, so I don't know if you've heard of Wackapod. It's like a Kubernetes demo that, um, somebody made from Google, uh, I think in 2017 and, it was like the first demo I ever gave. And recently I kind of gave it some love and got it ru running on EKS. So we built that on build on and kind of yes. went through a demo of like what Kubernetes is and how to break all the pods and you know what happens when you knock out a service or the whole cluster. So that was pretty fun. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. So we will have links to all of that stuff on there. Uh, Jackie, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. And as always, I love chatting about DevOps. So. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. It's even in your name. Um, okay. I'll bring you yeah. backstage and I'll go through a couple uh, CTAs here with everybody. Thanks a lot, Jackie. Sounds good. Have a good one. All right. Great to have Jackie on. Um, again, we'll have all of Jackie's contact details in the show thread. So if you head over to community.f5.com, head over into the groups and you'll see a group called Dev Central Connects on there. Uh, from within that group, you'll, you should see a show thread for every one of these shows. So you'll have um, all of Jackie's contact info on there and we'll throw in the link to her article as well. Check her out on the uh, Build On live stream on Twitch as well. And otherwise, just wanted to remind folks, we are available on podcasts. So you might be listening to us already, but if you're watching the live stream right now and you prefer to listen to us because we see that people are actually doing return to office and they have commutes now, so you might prefer that method. Uh, we are on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. We're also on the SoundCloud. Uh, as well if you want to if that's your preferred platform and otherwise um, LinkedIn Facebook YouTube and on uh, Twitter we're live streaming right now so make sure you follow us on there thank you very much folks and uh, make sure you tune in for all the stuff that Jason's uh, doing with his uh, live builds as well we'll see you next week